0: Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show.
0: We now return you to part two of episode 121 of The Pinball Show. We hope you ate your Wheaties today. I did want to bring up the Stern Insider Pinball Podcast. They had on designer Keith Elwin and coder Mark Panacho. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of juice came out of this podcast. I listened to it. They talked about, I'm going to hit some of the highlights here. Go listen to it for yourself. Uh, this game was done by Elwin by choice. Because like you said, Dennis, there was an unusually large gap for him in between cornerstones. So he stepped up and said, yeah. I'd like to throw my top hat in the ring. Mm. I do like the way it spins. And note, listener, he did say between cornerstones. So we thought about well, what if we're doing the Lyman sheets thing where we're just designating him to the, the higher level. So he did say cornerstone. I think he does mean that. We're going to see another cornerstone from him in the future. It's not going to be for a while. That's partly what you're paying as well. Uh, the Bond 60th game has the same clearance. He was talking about designing it, Keith Elwin. Clearance from playfield to glass as the Beatles. So that's what he was using to see what can be done vertically on that game, which also, I don't know if anybody's been talking about this. I was a little upset about this, Dennis. I was looking at it uh, pictures at CES where it, where it was debuting publicly. It also has the same cabinet stature holes in the cabinet to make it smaller stature than the other cornerstone games, So it sits like a Beatles game or a TNA rather right. than the cornerstones.
2: Cause it's not a cornerstone. Um,
0: more so, it fits in the nostalgic, classic, play-style cabinet mm-hmm. that Beatles did. Beatles sits inches shorter than the yeah. regular.
2: I don't like that. Why? I'm mixed. Don't you think people at $20,000 deserve it to be special? No, damn it. We deserve it to line up. Oh. I
0: want it to line up with everything else.
2: You'll i don't line know. up with your Beatles. You know what?
0: Trending up is Beatles. I That gives me a reason as a collector to want a Beatles again. The reason I don't own Beatles is because I don't want to take the time to put it in a different cabinet. (laughs) Oh my god. I know. It's it's an illness, Dennis it's it's an illness. Yes,
2: it that is. is. I've only because someone you could speak to.
0: Because a radical won't go into my lineup until I get another bally ugly ass head game, you know, with the speakers at top I'm thinking party zone. It won't go into the lineup either. I just don't want it at least needs to have a mate. That's what I'm saying, and I'm gonna have to get a Beatles now.
2: <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Noah Noah Arcane his pinball collection.
0: This is crazy. I know. Ugh, I feel. This I is sad. It needs a pair. It needs something. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm crazy about that. The spinning disc. Nobody's talking about this. The spinning disc. Keith said has a home at three to four o'clock. So instead of sitting, being distributed weight wise evenly, where it can stop anywhere in that in that. Uh, what would you call that cycle it stays around the three to four o'clock which is purposeful to block some of the drop targets that's pretty clever hmm. Keith that one also said in this game quote bonus is huge end quote that is where the jackpots are going to lie that's where the big points are going to lie so you tilt out you do something stupid it's going to Indiana Jones mode your ass and you're not going to get any points so it is that standard you know you build up that bonus Either collected or at the end of the ball. That's very classic pinball, isn't it? Yep. So is no lane change. How do you feel about that? No lane change in this game. That's
2: inter- that's interesting. I mean, lane change obviously you know, firepower. Firepower. Yeah, trailblazed on that though. Though I, you know, I it's an interesting it's an interesting choice. I actually have my rules configured on my hoops to hard, so that you cannot lane change at the top. Ooh. Uh, You can't lane change with the flippers, I should say, because it does lane change, but it's by the slingshots. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. games do that, or by pops or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so actually, yeah, in in the regards to, like, if you want to make the game harder, then no lane change is a a way to go. And it, Mm -hmm. it increases the value of nudging.
0: And he did talk about, you know, this is a modern game, so there is a ball save, albeit a little bit smaller of a ball save than you would see maybe in more modern games, but a little ball save. I did love... That they talked about. There's a multi ball restart in this game, like the old 90s games. You hmm. didn't get your jackpot, you know, and you're down to one ball. Oh, okay. Whirlwind restart it. Hit it in the cellar, baby. Let's start this thing again. We'll give you another shot at it. We haven't seen that in a while. That's really cool. I like that they're using the mechanical reels of that. We'll talk about that, mechanical reels, but the mechanical reels in the game, they're using a slot machine effect for the match sequence. That's really neat. Trippable in—is it inline or in lanes? I've heard it said both. Inline, because they are in a line. That's what I thought too. They're not in the lane. No, right. no. Well, because
2: lane would make it sound like they're the they're the re- the return lanes. Exactly. The flippers. Okay. No. Right. Inline.
0: Trippable inline drop targets used for a couple of different things. Why this is important, listeners because typically on the mechanism of a drop target, it is gravity based. So if you hit one of them it'll go down and you have to hit all three for the coil to know to reset them all back up, right? These are trippable thus they can be programmed to all drop for something. He used the example, Keith, Elwin said, if you do a super skill shot, I guess probably load the, or hold the left flipper, do a full plunge around and then hit it off the fly onto just one of the first of the inline drop targets. They'll all fall down for that super skill shot. That's super damn cool. Also the action button. If you, I think a certain gadget that you gain, you can use that gadget weapon as like a power where you hit the action button and it trips all of the inline drops. That way, if you're ready for a lock or a multi-ball, whatnot. Yeah, and then we talked about it before. Elwin noting this game is drainy but fair. I don't know why I like that drainy but fair. They were talking about Insider Connected and some of the achievements. This Mark Panacho came onto Stern not too long ago for one of the, the main purposes was to help with insider connected and the achievement based operating system coding and all of that. And he's coding this game. So he's really big into this insider connected achievement stuff. And he said, for example, really cool stuff. You end a ball or maybe you end the game and the last digits of your score are zero zero seven double seven. Those become insider connected achievements. I do like hearing the attention to details on some of this stuff like that. We got old school back glass lighting, so they have like the I don't know if they have baffles, but like tilt. There would be a light behind tilt on the back glass, or a light behind uh, what ball it is, or not not what ball. Yeah, I think what ball it is. The scores uh, will will be lit up. What did they do that? System eleven is probably one of the latest to do that. Some system eleven games. Don't worry about code. There's multiple multi balls in this games. Uh, the coder even said there's one to two wizard. He, call, he didn't call him wizard mo he said like I call them modements wizard modements in this game I don't know if it's like a vacation jackpot or a vacation planer kind of thing but yeah one to two wizard modements when talking about this game being drainy but uh <laughs> drainy but fair it's a low scoring game and the host of the show asked can you roll it because there's only a certain amount of number segments and Elwin said his high score is 18,000 points he said nobody is going to completely roll this game at all. Nobody's going to do it, which makes people want to do it.
2: It does. They're going to
0: they're gonna be driven. Yep. They're going to be driven because it's like uh, you can roll it initially, but then it'll get a light behind the back glass that shows probably like 10,000 and then 10,000 plus whatever the real is. 20,000, mm-hmm. 20,000 20, plus whatever the real is. But to completely roll it, he said, it ain't happening, people. At the time of that podcast recording, they thought they were going to be in production of the 60th anniversary game in December. That did not happen. But as I said earlier, end of January, beginning of February. So this damn thing is coming fast. Whew. What gets here first, Scooby-Doo or Bond 60th?
2: That's, that, that's a close one because I know the Scoobies, have the, the first batch that they mm-hmm. like to do are are on the line. Um, But I'm going to... Mm. That's tough. That's tough. Mm. I would lean to saying Scooby actually, but I think it's gonna be close, like within a week. It is gonna be close.
0: I'm going to guess. I'm gonna guess Scooby as well. Stern's like, hold my beer.
2: (laughs) They aren't they aren't listening, they don't
0: care. No, they don't. They don't give a shit. We both like the layout, right?
2: Yes, I think so.
0: I like that you brought up on a couple shows now. The flow shots are there. They're cute they're going to feel good, but this is a very classic layout. That's going to keep you in trouble. Spinning disc is going to get you into trouble. Mm -hmm. Left to right action going to get you into trouble. Mm -hmm. And that excites you actually.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the strengths of, uh, of playing a single level design is you can have all these interesting configurations because you don't have to accommodate all these entrances for ramps and easy so, feedbacks to flow. Yeah, yeah, but but you know you, I like flow can be fun. Um, in but do you really want everything to just be this is just going to return to the flipper and this is going to return to the flipper? Like like competitively, I kind of get it why some people really favor those games where every shot is rewarded by setting you up for a new shot, mm-hmm. but. You know the point. The point uh, of pinball also can be about trying to execute on making shots that you need, and then recovering. And the mm. trick, of course, is finding that balance so that it's not maybe a a oh everything feeds feeds back all day, but you maybe also don't want a whole Flash Gordon experience where every <laughs> shot is like instant death. Every shot's so, a bastard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, your palms hurt every time you so, play one but, ball. And I
2: think that fits with with that that quote you're fond of uh, from Elwyn of the drainy but fair. Uh, all those drops and that that spinning disc and everything. No, there's a lot of drain potential on this game. And you yes. need those to accomplish the various uh, tasks. So.
0: Inline drop targets were like the early version of AFM's UFO. I always feel like there's a the sucker shot. Like, oh, there's a reward mm. there. But they're always going to be
2: aimed right back at the center drain. Oh, yeah, works. and I think his center drops as well. Are it's interesting because because uh, of course they aim kind of towards the middle, uh, but then you've also got that that hat spinning disc uh, post yes, yeah, that interferes with with some of those. So,
0: and you got the captive ball right there. That if it is like an Indiana Jones captive ball, uh, I hate every time I hit that on Indiana Jones because I'm like, oh, it's gonna freaking wire guide right down or metal guide right down the drain every damn time. You feel like you're hitting that looking at this layout, you really like it. What's your least favorite part of this layout? Yeah. Uh, you know, and really then subsequently it. your best or your favorite.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, even though I, I'm a fan of the sort of the, the drainy nature that we're, that we're seeing in the game, I do think that the, the figure eight is, is the most exciting aspect because it's so different from, mm. from anything else that, that we've seen, that we've seen before. I, yeah, I I guess uh my least favorite thing actually is the is the spinning disk with the hat. Okay. It's just a it's a little t- it, that actually I there are other games with disks and stuff but for me that feels almost too modern to be in this. Mm. And I think that that uh that triple union jack drop target stuff that they've got in front of it, I think that's risky enough as it is. I don't think we needed the hat. Hmm. So I would say, I, I don't hate it. It's just, yeah, if you want me to pick my least favorite thing, it would be, yeah, the hat. And I, I look forward to trying the figure eight. If you want, like, outside of the figure eight, I, th- that he was able to work, of course, it, it's tied to it in part. But working in four opto spinners is pretty cool. I mean, four spinners in yeah. general. I know they claimed it was the first game with four spinners. And I couldn't think of anything that had more than three, so. Oh, well, that's. I would have thought well, something would have had fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe there's something somewhere, but like my favorite, you know, I was, I, I really liked TNA a lot as a game, but my act, absolute favorite single level design, just from a layout perspective, was Silver Slugger, and it had three.
0: Oh, okay. The rules oh, on Silver Slugger thing.
2: were were terrible, but but the layout was a lot of fun. Like every inch of that layout was was used uh, to good effect.
0: That is man, that is smart. If I had to say my favorite part of this layout and my least favorite or my most uh the uh, or the biggest negative for me, I'm kind of with you actually. Because for me, yeah, it's that figure eight combo shot that utilizes four spin, like, great spinners. There's nothing like them. If you're into pinball into pinball playing, there's nothing like a rippable spinner and then you add optos on top of that. Then you add sound effects that are more classic in nature, all four of them spinning, maybe with that disc as well, five spinning all at once with a figure eight double combo with an orbit come on. That's orgasmic. Uh, Potentially orgasmic. uh, Clean up aisle nine. So I, I, I think that is. I do think it's pretty damn clever that you can hit it back up the exit path of that figure eight. And instead of continuing the path of said eight, It actually goes into a saucer to collect a bond. I think it's really smart. I like that. That's really good design. At least that's what Keith was aiming for when he said, you know what I'm talking about, that left pet. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. I might have said my favorite part was the inline drops if they could have done something else at the the conclusion of that. Just having a saucer there that kicks it back down. Give me a side kick out. Give me... Give me uh, something else there, whether it's uh, give me a subway, give me a physical ball hold. Maybe hold the ball there. I don't think it holds the ball there physically. Give hmm. me something else there, because I love inlines, but I just felt like it could have done. So- they could have done something else with that whole captive ball and the and the back end of that in inline. In my opinion, because captive balls are they're okay. Keith loves captive balls for some reason. Just loves them. And the spinning disc is my least favorite part. I'm just tired of them. I'm tired of them being automated on on Toy Story 4 and doing spinning themselves Whirlwind style. Uh, I'm tired of them Avengersing it up and, and GNR slash hatting it. I'm done. It does feel good if you just nail one. It feels almost as good as a spinner, but enough's enough of enough that. I'm tired of them. Art, you said... I don't want to misquote you here. Something like might be the ugliest pinball machine ever created?
2: Um, you know, maybe. Like I I it's so hard to say. I mean, uh I in our or, group, Dennis,
0: no. I think David Dennis mentioned, she said, the what's better, the art on hoops or this? And you said
2: hoops. I think he agreed with me because, uh, you know, it gets tough for if you sharing that publicly, but it's if, you, too if, good to keep. if you go back, if you go back to the nineties, you know, I'm thinking, cause you had some like, just like bad drawing, like Nedry's oversized hand on East Jurassic park. Right. Or, the nubs, or hoops, yeah. which isn't like, it's not the most attractively drawn individual, but so they are hand drawn. Um, they don't give you the old foot. Fu- like this is all the the, the worst of the Photoshop era vibe, whether or not they ended up going, like pulling a star Wars and hand drawing them all over again or not, you know, there are all these set poses, the, the posters that don't match um yeah, yeah. so you've kind of really you kind of like tried to put one side with the mostly the white background posters and the other side with the black you have the mm. gaps. so you had to put the 60th they kind of cram like the yellow <laughs> posters towards the back on both because they're like this doesn't work the pierce brosnan posters by and large are, are covered in reds and oranges because it was all explosions versus yeah. the old like it's all uh, you can tell it's I, I feel you can tell it's licensor driven stuff but it is almost as if this the 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 game started with no art started at the top with a bunch of bond posters piled on top of it on the tippy top branches of the ugly tree and then just sort of fell and hit all the branches all the way (laughs) down and, and slapped the posters on. It's all like, they're just all like snapped and lined up. Um, The, the translate isn't as the ugly stick. Yeah, the the Translite works. It's not al- a translate. Sorry, back- glass oh, sorry. Twenty thousand dollars. I apologize. The back glass isn't quite as bad as the sides of it because at least the the artist was allowed to sort of carve each of the bonds up into a triangle, so they're segmented out. uh, Daniel Craig has no gun still. No, he has no gun. He's too busy taking off his bow tie. Um, but no, this game is, this game is ugly. Uh, the, <laughs> this game is ugly. The, the layout, uh, excuse me, the, the play field uh, are, is, is the best part of it. Um, I, you know what? And it's sort of uh, old school style. Uh, you know, they didn't yeah. put a whole lot of, there are heads on it, but they're really small. And most of it's just like showing you the like lines, rectangles, arrows, showing you the shots. So in mm-hmm. an old school way, I, I, I like that the best, but in a lineup, I would wedge this in the middle for sure.
0: I completely agree. And this is an ugly game. This really isn't. It is. There's no, there's no, uh, the, oh, the sides of the, the sides of the back box,
2: Zach, and all the names names. of the movies in each one's a different font. I get it. They were told you have to use the fonts that were used on the posters. Like they don't match. This is like, this is like, I'm sure comic sans is in there somewhere. Comics. Which theory, movie do you think theory. was the Comic Comic Sans movie? Moonraker, probably. If I had to guess, if I had to, put my, had to put my chips on one, oh. I'm betting Moonraker. This is an ugly game. You're right.
0: Uh, the thing that we hated most about the Cornerstone, that one side of posters, they double-downed on it and put it on both <laughs>
2: sides. <laughs> I'm going to double-down.
0: It, it is ugly. The head is hug- ugly. The Ellie back glass, I'm with you. That's, that's not horrible. Typically... I could still call an art package beautiful and one of my favorites if that was the worst part of it, that Ellie LA Bank last. The problem is, that's the best part of it. Um, I would honestly say the, the play field itself, I like twice as much as I do the Cornerstone play field though. Mm. I, no, I, I can lo- see that. I, I see love that. the coloring, I love the composition better, and I love what you were talking about, those ball paths being different colors. Felt like uh, a nineties Williams, like demo man with the pat. I mm-hmm. think that actually looks really, I like the color scheme of that playfield. I think it's sexy. I don't think that color scheme makes any sense to the outside black cabinet nature or the LE backlash nature. None of it makes sense. And it's poorly done. I almost feel like this is crazy. I almost feel like Stern. This is Stern's wink to us as saying, guys, we hate this; these restrictions so much that we're going to make it hideous just as a <laughs> middle finger you know, to the IP holder because there's nothing we can do to save this. You, so we want to make it really shitty just to you, say, bro, that has nothing to do with us.
2: You know, i that's, that's an interesting thing. You know, one of the things I think you'll, you'll probably appreciate this because of uh, your work with Straight Down the Middle. So When you look at the close-ups of, like, the Bond characters, and not just them, but, like, the gadgets, like the jetpack and the spy camera, you look at that, and they're all traced in yellow, doing that whole do the YouTube thumbnail thing where I'm going to put yeah, in, a, I'm going to put in a glow. Color, I'm going to, I'm going to grow the image by yeah. 20 pixels. Then that's you, a, you put in the no new layer
0: opacity glow right there. Yeah, that's right. And, then you, and that then you choose the line, shade baby.
2: around the growth outline and yeah. they used yellow for all of it. And I'm just like, it's so YouTube. I was thumbnail. waiting for
0: the James Bonds to have the reaction. <laughs> the reaction looks too. Oh. <gasps> Like like a thumbnail YouTube video.
2: Yeah, God. I just, no, just like they straight up thumbnailed them onto the... I mean, uh, I so rarely on my YouTube use a thumbnail style because it's so ubiquitous, but... Oh, it's um, bad. Yeah. It's but like, wait a minute. Is this is...
0: A, uh, Hardy has used this pose in 20 different thumbnails. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have another yeah. photo session here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's bad. What a, now, sound, we don't know. We've not seen much of the gameplay of this. Uh, I do know, I think everybody does know, that there's an option. There's three choices of sound packages to the effects of this game.
2: Do people know that? I did not until actually reading
0: our notes. Okay, yeah. So, I don't think this is, I think this can be publicly shared. Yeah, there's, you get to choose. Do you want modern sounds coming from this game? Do you want 80s synth electronic kind of, you know? firepower set or hmm. do you want 60s and 70s ding, ding 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 that kind of stuff
2: so what does modern mean because it's not going to like have full call outs and stuff is it
0: no i know i don't i think modern means full full uh high high res audio no no
2: limits maybe like it an means 80s electronic. maybe it means nine nineties maybe it'll be like maybe <laughs> it'll be like dr who oh hey, here's a second chance <laughs> I don't know why
0: I was thinking. When I think of '90s, I always think of Friends. Maybe, maybe it has that main theme song in it. I'll be, be there, there for, for you.
2: you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think that's what modern is.
2: So it's yeah, been one week since you looked at me. It's been. saw my play on the side. I was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, sorry.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I can get behind that actually.
1: Uh,
0: i don't think this is a they're aiming for movie assets and sound assets this is a they want a nostalgic game this is what this is this is like playing an old school game so yeah you're not going to get any of that same with like video and stuff i don't think you're going to get any of that i don't think you're why couldn't they if they were going to put the reels in there damn it keith did, did you not have enough in the bomb to put in some chimes are people afraid to do that what the hell is
2: it? I feel like Seinfeld, no. pinball Seinfeld.
0: What, what is, is it without chimes in
2: games? Are bells that expensive? Maybe it's the, they didn't want to throw in the other node board to run them. Oh. Right? Because each chime has to have a coil.
0: Yeah, so, yeah you're right. You're right. You know, but why not? That, we should be able to create a symphony you know, of 12 different bells. The thing bells. that
2: bothered me more is at the, at the price point of the game, I would have really liked to have seen four score reels you know, for four players. In I agree. The, in I agree. The, in the space. Yeah.
0: It messes up the art and the style of their games in and I, general. But and I'm guessing yes. that's
2: why it's because they have that footprint for where the screen would normally go. And so mm-hmm. they're like, we can't work it. And <laughs> Hell I yeah, I they're that. using the same panel. They're yeah. like, fuck. We but, but you know, at $20,000, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe do an entirely different, uh, you know, build the reels in into the glass like sure. they used to.
0: Yeah, I could. I, could, uh, I mean, again, I could it's an aesthetic
2: that. thing. It wouldn't. It's, those things aren't like major factors for me, but.
0: Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that as well. I'm so surprised they went real here, but the, with the real.
2: I'm guessing it was a licenser insistence. And speaking of that, I mean, the f- different features. This
0: game does have a lot in it. They don't have twenty thousand. Oh fuck up! I know that. An EM reel, four opto spinners, a spinning disc, ten drop targets, playfield LCD uh, embedded into it. Two pop bumpers, captive ball, two saucers, and everybody right now, oh, because saucers are... Me-. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what when you look down and you don't see plastic ramps, a lot of people are like, wait a minute, this game is barren. It's not. I don't think it is. Now, do I think this game costs more than their typical cornerstones? Nope. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. But I think it does have a lot of mechanical stuff in it. Why don't they inter- American Pinball is the only smart person to integrate that knocker more in games.
2: Why don't they do that? Do you really want to hear that chirp, that stern chirp? No, I don't. want the stern time. chirp, but then, I want to hear that. Then
0: don't a- don't ask for things you don't want. I think Spooky Pinball actually does that now too. I've been harping on that for years. People are finally listening. They use it in Halloween. I think you're using it in Scooby Doo for more than just your Mac match. If you're selling these games predominantly, we heard it from the uh, a recent video from the new CEO Seth Davis over at Stern Pinball saying the majority of their games, their products now, that's why they're at CES is it's consumer product, it's going into homes. Why are we still giving so much weight to locations?
2: It's still a significant to- percentage for them.
0: Sure, but if we're gonna use uh, if we're gonna use a coil just to say if you get a free game or not. But they don't. They have an audio chirp. I'm not saying start. I'm saying in general, they're still being made by American pinball, by spooky Uh, pinball. There's some traditions that
2: maybe it's the same thing. Like, why do we still have the back box?
0: You don't really need it. You don't need it. But my point is that's fine. Use it as tradition, but expand upon it. It's tradition. Evolve it. Use it for stuff. Keith, no ding dings makes a Zach sad. Ding, de, ding, 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 ding.
2: Are you? Ding, de, ding, ding, ding,
0: Are you bothered by synthetic dings?
2: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not super bothered with that. Like my my Buck Rogers can be switched, I believe, between the digital chimes and the and the more beepy boop beep, bloop style. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. actually playing something more intricate, and that's a generous statement. Um, yeah. But yeah. that said, when <laughs> I if I have to pick between the two, I, I side against the digital chimes. Yeah, I do as well. I'd forgotten that Sinbad has real chimes in it. But they can't just, make I it just, sound
0: good though. Think of the I, think of the spinners mm-hmm. in like um Godzilla. Think of the spinners in Deadpool. Like they can make it like they can chime it up, but still not as good. The rules, we don't know much about the rules, besides they described it as physically, it's more a nostalgic classic kickback. But integration wise, rules wise, code wise, it's more of a modern game.
2: So we're not playing for special here. I don't believe so. That would have been another use for the knocker.
0: Yes. Who doesn't love just big old knockers? Come on.
2: Some people get scared by them.
0: Look, I've never been a knocker. I'm scared of. They do scare me sometimes. Hmm. Oh, shit. What was that? I still get people. The chirp. They think something's malfunctioning in their game. Like new pinball buyers. Mm. So every once in a while, it does this like screech thing where I don't know if it's like a bad speaker. I'm like, no, that's.
2: Oh, remember when they. Walk into the settings. When they put on that random scream in Ghostbusters. Love that. Oh, people hate it. Love that. Scares so many children. Hey, Dwight, we call that a moment. Nicely
0: done, my friend. Dwight understands moments. Pinball moments. That was one of them. But yes, it it actually probably has killed somebody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, and that's a definition that of success. Sense. But you yes. know,
2: art does require sacrifice. Well,
0: it does. You know
2: what? Uh being a pioneer sometimes sacrifices after. to Oh, pioneer reminds me of Frontier. I hope that Keith <laughs> found a, a mode to stick in crickets into this. Uh let's talk about this exclusive topper that everybody's Do we have about. to? Oh my god.
0: Oh man, people, oh, people are
2: so angry. I, there's again, videos, I being angry, there's streams, this, there's
0: podcasts. How dare Stern lie to us? Stern Pinball lied <laughs> to you people. They did? They. I don't know. They lied. I don't even know because I don't know enough about this. Basically, when I guess the promo video came out of 60th anniversary, it said, Exclusive 007 Topper. And people assumed that meant, okay, it does come with a topper, which is badass, by the way. I like that games come with toppers when that happens. But it came with the topper for $20,000. But uh, they thought, okay, no, that was just for the 60th anniversary topper. So when it was recently announced this last week, that Stern Pinball will be selling these 007 toppers, the same ones for the Cornerstone, people were like, wait a cotton pick a minute. You told us that they were exclusive. So they should be exclusive to the $20,000 game. And they shouldn't have some shithead be able to put it on his pro. It's not okay, fair. I,
2: I could, I could. If they said exclusive in the in the trailer for the 60th, yeah, I could see where the people. The would think The term used was exclusive. Okay, I could see, I could see where people would think it. Stern Pinball came out with a formal
0: announcement to dealers, and whatever dealer is leaking and sharing information from Stern to the public, like good on you, buddy, because what an idiot move. But somebody shared the actual dealer email. Balls on these people. Uh, that uh, coming from you know executives at CERN saying, "Hey, there's some confusion here. Um, we said exclusive in the promo trailer. We're talking about 007, like an exclusive 007 licensed topper, but people are getting it mixed up and saying that they thought it was just for the 60th anniversary. We're not looking to make two types of toppers here. So yeah, so, so people are kind of salty about that." I can
2: see why they're salty about it. Yeah, no, I I get it. It sounds I don't know like if it they, was a they put the wrong. No. Li- I, it, I will say it was to call it exclusive like that. That was a mistake to have done in that trailer. If if it's not exclusive to that model, the confusion should have been. Uh, they should have caught it as a potential point of confusion. Yes, and then just said comes with topper, or comes with limited edition topper. You could no. even then possibly well if it was available well oh you're you're right because they're going to sell them they're not just putting them on the gomez le's as well yeah no that would have been confusing too so my language would be bad Um,
0: i don't think that the way it's been narrated here is that stern is trying to pull one over i think if anything it was more an oversight than it was a we're trying to tricksy here. no
2: i i think it just sounds like they uh they made a mistake in their trailer and didn't use a good language.
0: Yeah, so I think at the at the worst, that's probably what it was. I am like happy. I, I,
2: I'm assuming they always just, uh, plan to sell some. I don't think they just changed their minds all of a sudden. I think I think the the issue is with the announcement trailer. But and when I, I seen this,
0: when I seen that topper, it doesn't look like a super complex topper. It does have full RGB coding and stuff that visually is going to be very stunning and interactive. But when I saw that topper on the 60th, I thought. Oh, that would make sense for them to use that for the cornerstone as well. You know, especially because all these licensing issues, they're, they're not going to try to get another topper approved. Jesus. So, uh, they did announce that they are going to produce these MSRP on them is going to be 90 MSRP on them is going to be nine ninety nine ninety nine. 99, So a thousand bucks for the topper. Uh, I do like that. They are, they are telling dealers and I'm going to tell you they're not making this an LE product or an exclusive to my knowledge, but their plan is to produce 500 additional units for these cornerstone games. So there is a large likelihood that it will be limited to a thousand units. That is 500 for the L1 SLE and 500 between the cornerstones. They're not saying that they won't go back and make some ever again, so no it's not like you get one of 1000 but they are saying that's that's kind of their plan is just to run 500 of them
2: and move on interesting I mean exclusive I, it is by the topper. I don't think looks very interesting. So, no, I can't I don't, believe I, you
0: didn't like it. I thought it looked sleek and like design no, no, wise, it, it actually it, looks like it's it not makes ugly, sense.
2: It's not ugly or anything, but it's kind of at the point now where if it's not an animated topper, you know, mechanically animated, like I don't, I wouldn't do yeah. it for a thousand, but or at least kind of technological, like the main topper. I just, I mean, I just topper. no, it's clean. It's clean. And, but I, it you know, clean. I'd probably get my third party 006 topper instead. No. Wait, wait, 009. Was 009 the one who was dressed up as the clown in octopusy? I, I don't I'm remember. Not even 40 there are plenty years of 00s. are plenty Craig of 00s we could inspire
0: by. So that's the exclusive topper debate, topper gate there that people are worried about. I get it, but then again, I'm going to get it. So whew, a lot of Stern Pinball. Craig Bobby's predicting very big changes coming to Stern Pinball over the next year or two. He's putting himself out there. He says he believes. The possibility, you got a new CEO, you got Gary Stern stepping down, you've got all of these changes happening. He says he could see the possibility of the company being sold in its entirety. Can you, Dennis?
2: Yes, there have been a few uh, things, decisions that they've been making over the last few years have been in line with uh, strategies that have been done in other companies to mm. maybe rapidly increase potential valuation.
0: Yeah. Plans to make a new Big old manufacturing plant with a stern store attached to it.
2: I don't know. I, don't, uh... I mean, it would really come down to who the buyer, you know, the if there's a buyer, what the buyer wants yeah. to do with it. I mean, you'd assume they would still want to do pinball. But that would explain why we've seen above the rate of inflation, recent price increases uh, and some of these other strategies trying out these things like bond 60th and stuff, though. I still sure. you yeah. believe more of the rumor that that's driven by uh, by license or request more so than any particular strategy but just a few other things that they've been doing as well seem to be in line with trying to increase what the you know if a potential assessment was well just how much is stern pinball making how much is it worth i think they've done some things recently to try and up that value uh in fairly short uh you know fairly short term fairly quick speed so i agree with that yeah
0: uh it'll be i don't know i could i could see them doing a cash out here Uh, So, you might be on something, Craig. But
2: just because they might be thinking, I mean, that's more like a, unless they're already in negotiations, uh, you you still have to find a buyer. So, and ultimately, I don't have to be selfish here, but ultimately, do I think
0: that that would inherently affect me as a collector or a consumer? I don't
2: don't think so. I mean, who knows? You know, technically, Stern was owned by Sega. And then it was it before that owned by Daddy East, and then Gary bought it from them.
1: Yeah, and I like it. So,
2: so no, there's not. I wouldn't. You know, it'd be the what would be a bigger concern if, from a collector standpoint would be if they took it public. Oh, uh, because then you get the that's when I think you get people getting a little nervous. Like if there's a downturn, and it ha- because when Williams, it's like we got to a piece of shareholders, and we mm-hmm. we got our fingers in a lot of pies, and pinball's not the most profitable one our finger is in anymore. Uh, but that being said, where yeah. did that whole thing come from?
0: Sticking your fingers in pies? is that's you know, not the most what? ornery thing I've ever heard of.
2: That's. Like I don't know the like it's origins of the expression. I've heard it, but like, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, don't know that, the, I, I don't know the origins I, of it. Uh, I giggle, but sliding two fingers into a warm pot. <laughs> okay, but as a as on. a podcaster, I'd actually love for Stern to be public because I would finally once and for all like to know what the production counts are again. Oh yes, yeah, it just irks me that they uh, that they shield that from us. <sighs> I want. They told you they're knowledge. having
0: five hundred sixtieth anniversary.
2: anniversaries. Not I, not good enough for you? No, I I. Once a game is no longer in production, <laughs> tell us the counts. It doesn't matter anymore. It's okay for us to know how many avatars there are.
0: I like how Craig Bobby it. he he said something about he's like, why not JJP buying this? The billionaire saying hell, why not? You, then you could guarantee you got the full market share. Really playing your sandbox there, Abbas family. <laughs> oh my gosh! How how <laughs> I mean, fucked up would that be? Wow. I just, I
2: just... This. <laughs> That's right. So so JJP can run Godfather while Stern runs Gone with the Wind. It's the greatest choices for Ben Ball of all time.
0: Craig Bobby also speaks to the lack of Stern competition in the industry and said that uh, in addition to current rumors, he's still claiming that we're going to see a Stern Back to the Future and a Stern Harry Potter in the company's future catalog. Wow, Craig Bobby. I hope you... I hope you're right, my friend. I, I don't think the right. back
2: to the future is a, a very cutting edge prediction. This has been Harry Potter. You know, Honestly, again,
0: I'm still not hearing it. People, maybe they're shielding no, it from me. I just I'm not hear hearing people it. want
2: it. I just hear it. So it's sort of like, it's on the obvious list, like any, and they all like all, even American pinball. And they're like, we don't really like licenses. Um, uh, would, if they could have Harry Potter would have Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, the only thing is you – know, and again, because I have pe- – I've had a few people write to me and say, Dennis, can you like give me the citation where uh, J.K. Rawlings has said like, she won't support pinball or something? And I, like, and I don't. I've only ever just heard it like secondhand. Mm. Um, that said, her reputation has gone in the bin so severely now. If she's somehow like hurting for money at this point, because people are like, boycotting everything that's got the Harry oh, Potter name on gonna it, she's never going to hurt for I money. I don't think so either. That's the one scenario where I could see her maybe compromising. If if yeah. it's like a moral issue for her, yeah. and again, to, to I guess for those that are newly hearing about all of this, and, and they're probably like, "What the heck is Dennis talking about?" There is a rumor that has been around for years. That J.K. Rawlings, the creator of Harry Potter, who purportedly controls the rights to Harry Potter, has refused to consider licenses for things like pinball. Not because she hates pinball as a game, but pinball is something that shows up in bars and she doesn't want things that kids like to attract them to go into bars. Because I guess they'll become alcoholics or something is the is the you know following the thread to its conclusion. So – because You're a wizard pinball, alky. yeah so because yeah. pinball could be routed in locations that she does not approve of children being in she will not support pinball uh harry potter being on because i've heard people say well there's like harry potter slot machines and it's like well yeah but they're in a place that prohibits kids is like the counter argument so yeah but we can anyway, make pinball that's machines that's that aren't the allowed story to be touched that's, by children i don't you know i don't care whether it's that's all I care about is whether or not it's true, but I don't care enough to look because no one's got Harry Potter. And honestly, if we were going to do Harry Potter, it should have been done years ago. Like, like if it was easy to do, it would have been done years ago because there was plenty of time. It, at the very least, when the Fantastic Beast was coming out, would have been a great time to go ahead and announce your Harry Potter pinball. And it didn't happen. Yeah, so They'll be squeezing that Harry Potter fruit for decades to come. So my my point is, though, I don't think there's anyone who's sitting on the license. It would have been out by now if the license had been secured in a reasonable fashion. So either the pricing is an obstacle. These rumors are true. And J.K. Rowling won't budge on her stance about pinball machines for whatever the reason is, or some other confounding factor that we're not aware of is is keeping it out. Like she's just hard to get any license deals with, which is kind of like what the Beatles was. So anyway, I'm skeptical about, about Craig, Craig he, he disguises and he's a master of disguise. He's the Dana he Carvey of pinball, but he's I totally, yeah, he's got, and <laughs> even using his terrible turtle rage. I just, I don't know if that one is true, but we will and, have to wait and see.
0: And, uh, and to the counterpoint here, I talked to a lot of people and I know a lot of licenses are coming out that many of you would love to know. And back to the future, even though it's my dream, is one that I'm still told by people is too restrictive and too cost prohibitive to ever come to the pinball industry. That's what I'm told by people who would know.
2: But as part of pinball bounty, people can get you a minty daddy east? No, they can't.
0: Back to the future. That piece of shit can be thrown off a bridge (gasps) into the East River. I... That that, uh, no abomination of a theme there if it can happen once why can't it happen again we can get it to
2: work that's right we could have potato face Marty and (laughs) (laughs) that's what you want
0: not what I want I want all assets (laughs) all licensed assets I want it all (laughs) don't give me anything less people I don't want Biff only with his nubby fingers I don't want that so if that's what you're going to do hold off Keith Elwin
2: why don't you make like I a tree, Zach, and this. get out of here. Oh, God, it's
0: so good. It's made my daughter watch Back to the Future 2 this last weekend. You're
2: about as useful of a, a dealer as a screen door on a battleship. <laughs> so good.
0: Mom, you're so big. Spooky pinball in the news. In a big way, they added a new hire, Scott Eines, I believe it's Eines, to voice many of the Scooby-Doo game villains and potentially more in the future. This individual is known in the different industries for voicing Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and a lot of these voice characters. So congratulations to Spooky Pinball for adding more talent. It's always a good thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: It's exciting.
0: And courtesy of NAP Arcade, information out there that uh, indicates that Early production has now begun on Scooby-Doo Pinball by Spooky Pinball. Congratulations! I I saw the pictures; they're all lined up. I'm like, shit, that is a lot of games to Yeah, no, though, uh, on.
2: I have to. I do have to say though that when I when I saw that announcement of <laughs> of it, my favorite thing was the uh, photo that I saw. Maybe it was in a different article actually. As I'm scrolling, it must have been a different article. I saw one where like three of them are all around one playfield putting posts in.
0: Oh, it's oh, on yeah, the yeah, it's yeah. on the
2: thing you're going to mention next, yeah. and I'm like, uh, I saw someone comment. Does it really take three people to put posts in a game? But well, you know, it's a. I think it was set up for just as a good photo. Yeah, it's a idea. photo op.
0: It's a team over there. At Spooks, come That's on, right. yeah. But anyway, also as you said, courtesy yeah. of NAP Arcade, more information, news about Spooky Pinball. They're looking to double their manufacturing facility size by adding a twelve thousand square foot building across the road from their current facility. That's cool. So, yeah, that's you were talking int- that, about that yeah. being that picture.
2: Yeah, that's in the picture. Where they're showing a lot of the manufacturing. But I do I do think it's important to note, as you said, uh, the description, it's about doubling the size of the facility. They are, at this time, they indicate they are not planning to expand staff size. So this mm-hmm. is really more about being able to house more things.
0: Yeah, it's either about stinkier people, that they want to spread out people a little bit better, or, yeah, that maybe in the future they, they don't want to be crammed
2: yeah it sounds like their their current building the plan is that's going to be more for storage and as an inventory hub and keep it mm-hmm. sort of separate from the manufacturing side, so:
0: yeah, that makes sense as well. I like it. We can't have a pinball show without really diving deep into competitive pinball Dennis?
2: Mm, you're you know the the item that you've built your entire expertise and reputation around yeah, the one in which actually makes competitive people, some
0: of the greatest in the world historically change their minds about how we view competitive pinball and the thing that they are so crafted within. Mm. You're welcome, people. Competitive pinball. Let's dive deep because you know what? Maybe, arguably, the greatest pinball tournament of the last couple years. (laughs) (laughs) You
2: set it up this epic thing and then you're like... (laughs) Of the last two years. Ever since pop Ever since uh, Pinberg has fallen into shadow and flame. Has one yes. risen above it all.
0: Ah! In disc. Like a phoenix, baby. It's in come disc 2023. That's its wings. Mm. Hosted by I. Well, that's I. Pinball. That's a fire that's tracing Good. its tail. That's right. Out of the dirt. IE Pinball is hosting. In disc. I think they're hosting it. It's happening in Southern California this past weekend. It's happening right now as we're recording. But because we air this on Monday, it happened this past weekend. It's difficult to describe. So we don't really know the winners much. We know the the Open, the IFPA World Championships occur uh, at this place, as well as it being the first event of this year, I think, for the Stern Pro Circuit Tour. Kicks off the tour, I believe. Hmm.
2: Well, I that think. makes sense. I mean, we are the first 15 days in January. And if that's wrong...
0: I, I don't know what to tell you, people. This is about how much time we designate to competitive pinball. But it's important because it is the big boy. It's the big boy of the year. It's in disc. It never drains in Southern California. <laughs> rising Phoenix again. I <laughs> see a Phoenix. That should be their mascot instead of Flippy. <laughs> or
2: whoever, like Chicago, like oh, no, they had a mascot. I
0: don't think they do. Damn it! But it needs to be the Phoenix.
2: Maybe they could, because it's in California. Maybe they could take the bear from the California flag, oh, but yeah, have it like uh, play, looking like it's playing a pinball machine.
0: Oh, yeah, Phoenix fire, forest fire. Yeah, probably not a good. <laughs> no,
2: it needs to be Smokey
0: the Bear. Only you can prevent these wildfires. Yeah, I think that's better. Maybe a bear coming on fire. <laughs> Yogi, they need a they need a mascot because I don't like Expo. Hey, it's me, Flippy. Is that Expo's? I can barely walk around. <laughs> I've got human arms. <laughs> Who spent money on that? Why? So huh. stupid. You look like an erect penis walking around. They're never in that orientation, vertically up, unless you're playing Monopoly. And even at that pace, it's only for a short amount of time.
2: Maybe it's inspired by the Gottlieb System Three flippers. I
0: just think, if you turned me around, it'd be really phallic. I get it, but come on, Flippy. I want to flip that son of a bitch over on the ground. <laughs> see
2: if you can get it. up. I just see you knocking him, knock him over. I, just see, I just see you hear you That's saying right. "Happy birthday to the ground." <laughs> And then he's like, how do I get that cup? And you just go, figure it out. You figure it out.
0: out. Fuck you, Flippy. That's so I mean. I don't know why he angers me so. It's because he it needs to be the Phoenix. <laughs> Pinball Expo. Change that thing <laughs> to the Pinball Phoenix. Uh, uh, let's really dip into controversy and drama. Why what? not? We're already, we're already in the it. The Bond
2: stuff seemed pretty salty.
0: By harming port mascots let's jump into pinball awards season Mm. it's a it's a uh, it's a a staple over here at the pinball show well the twippies are happening here in a couple months i think Mm -hmm. voting is is voting over for the twippies it's got to be close Uh, i
2: think when this airs it ends isn't the 16th it ends i don't remember
0: a little controversy this last week with the twippies and that i think came out of TPN's final round pinball podcast, if I had to guess.
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah. I did hear this episode.
0: This was a most unfortunate uh, happening. Kind of sucked for everybody involved well, and everybody in general, but Martin Robbins, who did coding for fathom revisited by haggis pinball brought up on his podcast. He's like, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, award shows, whatever, fuck him. But it was kind of sad to see that fathom revisited was not included as uh, one being nominated for anything from the Twippies this year. A snub, a full snub, almost as if knocking down Flippy and pissing on him. That's what it felt like to Martin Robbins, I, I would have assumed. And going yeah, I back, don't
2: remember him mentioning Flippy.
0: He didn't talk about Flippy, but I just okay. pictured a physical representation of the Twippies knocking over the Haggis Flippy. Oh, so
2: now now the Twippies are harassing Flippy.
0: Yeah, they just yeah pissed on Haggis Pinball. And said, Australia is not real. No. <laughs> oh my God.
2: So mean, this is so mean.
0: So I went, so I heard Martin going off, but I was like,
2: oh damn. Okay. I didn't like, know this because I, I did not vote in the Twippies. I didn't either. But,
0: uh, if we go, I figured it was like a thing where if the Twippies didn't include Fathom Revisit, that's because they included it the year prior or okay. the year going forward. So
2: it, it was announced in 2021
0: yes so um, i so thought, i could well, see maybe, that i could see mm-hmm. that but then i thought well they're big as you know, the pinball wars are on when did it ship when did it start that was this year mm-hmm. um but no the twippies came out uh will odding came out i think publicly and said made a statement and said yeah we fucked up we totally forgot about fathom revisited and haggis pinball and Jero." so we don't know what the fuck to do either we could either uh uh, include you on the couple days left of voting that uh, not going to help, or we can include you next year, which kind of fucks up the objectivity of everything. They just, they noted, which I respect. They noted that they made a mistake mistakes happen. So what do you do in that situation? Um, I think they're going to end up putting it into this year's category, but yeah, that's, that's a, that and we know how it is running an award show. Like, Bad stuff can happen. Bad yeah, stuff ends I, up happening. It sucks.
2: I, I it have to. Say, yeah, I have to say, I, I do actually. Uh, I really feel for for Will in this scenario because mm-hmm. working on both, you know, the pinball industry. Well, now the the pinball awards, but the pinball industry awards the prior two years, and then the work this year. This is probably my number one fear. Yep, is leaving off a game uh, because you know, you know that it's it's got. I mean, I mean It's a big and, deal. And and, and to. And also it, tarnishes it, it, everything. it would be, it does. It's because, you, you know, legitimately like, again, t- taking, taking the pinball words as an example, because we've done like a December 1st of de- or January 1st to December 1st as, as your ship mm-hmm. period. Technically we, you would violate, we would violate our own rules if we were to put the game into a future year. But if you, but likewise, um, obviously it's a little different for us. Cause we're not, we don't do it the same way as a, like we're not a people's choice vote, but, mm-hmm. but, if you let a bunch of people vote a ballot in any scenario, and then at the very end you add something back in, most people aren't going to go back and re-vote. No, to to maybe make a difference. So I, l- I like that there's an option that they can. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, he. They're, that they're they're trying to. I mean, they're doing the best that they can to 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 fix fix a mistake. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, I I yeah, hearing about this, I really, I, you know, I, I felt bad for both involved both the Twippies and Fathom for and Haggis, I should say, because obviously Haggis feels slighted by that. They it's like, you know, oh, yeah. they weren't even the, they weren't even like the smallest shipper out, right? Like super no. hoop got less game. Spinal tap got less this games. This is a significant game. Um, and, and in our part, I, I remember when we were in our planning phases, you specifically kept asking, what is the game list? What is the game list? Uh, are we sure we have every game mm-hmm. in the game list? And we had two, uh, you know, in person on zoom meetings with our, with our uh, governance committee. Uh, and a lot of the time on both of those was going over. All right, what do we have in the game? Cause our first ballot didn't have all the games.
0: It's not always clear cut either. Yeah. Well, and, it and, and that was a, that was a big
2: thing. Like we were debating spinal tap, for example, mm-hmm. for a couple of days, I finally found a pin side post where the pinball hall of fame had said, we have received our, uh, a sh- we have received fathom. It is here at the end. We're like, okay, it counts then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many they shipped, but like, I wasn't even sure if any Australians had it yet or not, but it's like, okay, I have confirmation that someone has said they have gotten this game. Um, Hell, and we've got four of them by now. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. And, and, nice. so, and so, it's just sort of like, it's sort of like that. And so, we knew, like, Fathom was an easy one for us. We, uh, it was, we had a risk of, you know, rem- not remembering Super Hoop. Uh, yeah, because semi- it was announced yeah. it was announced in January and then their factory caught on fire. so mm-hmm. again I, I was able to find confirmation of a recipient who got one
0: multimorphic yeah. little st- third party games sometimes are t-
2: like there's just so much going on. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I mean, it's like it's it's sort of like the you know most of the complaints or issues that anyone will have with any award show is they won't like your 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 voting methodology or structure, so you know, sort of systemic, uh, structural things that you can adjust that don't need to be quote unquote fixed in a given year. It's just mm-hmm. sort of a, at some point you've said this is what the criteria is, and we move forward. Um, but you, this is uh, this is a genie that doesn't go back into the bottle. Nope, that's really. a big fuck up. So, I think they would
0: agree on that. We'd agree uh, on that. Yeah, it's
2: I. I yeah, I, If I, I played mean.
0: armchair quarterback here, Dennis, and actually it wouldn't be armchair quarterback. It would just be a quarterback of a different team. I would have not given Haggis the option of choosing when it was. I would have made the executive decision within a group or I would have pitched it to the group and hoped that the group made the decision to put it towards 2023. That's not a fix, but it sure as a hell, in my opinion, is a better representation of a fix than adding it at the ass into 2022. That really, in my opinion, messes up everything Um, because, I mean, it just fucks up everything. Uh, So I don't know why they chose that, but uh, to each their own. That's why different awards are different, but that's, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I I feel for for that because there's mistakes that we're going to make every year, too. It sucks. But, hey, we're just trying to celebrate, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate that it happened, but. Man. I'm sweating thinking about that happening
0: to us. The pinball awards voting is now closed.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Open. And our mistakes <laughs> are sealed in stone. at This stage <laughs> left our window open for
0: just a little bit. Yeah.
2: Just let's, a little bit. Let's, you know, assuming we, assuming we don't just chuck it all and give it all up after this year, Zach, uh, let's have, we, it was, <laughs> we our could, change. who knows? It was, yeah, who knows? Oh, we have to see manufacturers. Let us know if you like awards. That's right. Um, we, uh, you know, we had some, we had a pretty big change, uh, with adding the public component this year mm-hmm. and just that combined with other just sort of unplanned mitigating factors like your back surgery and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had, this was the tightest voting window and, and application window we've ever had, which was, I mean, we still like, it I actually think our, worked our, really well. our judge count grew a little bit. And of course yeah. the, the public result, uh, was, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. It was too, over a hundred. So I was like, okay, good. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, that'd be the one thing so far. I'm like, I, well, I wish we could just be a little, at least with the, not the voting period being sh- short, I don't think is a big deal given our structure, but the period to apply to be a judge, I wished we were, we would have been able to add another week to it. Yeah. I think we could have done a little bit better, at least on we the can, public side. Yeah, I think we, we could have that in the future, yeah. but, um, but we're just so tight for time. I, I'm
0: really proud of our representation of the public vote too. the ones that did vote. I'm confident in those. So. That's good. I like, uh, I like it all. I haven't, I haven't went through and, uh, dove into the, the results quite yet. I know that you guys have painstakingly a lot of, uh, we have a really good team over at the pinball awards and people really, really care. So everybody's looking at every detail and I'm proud to, I'm proud that there is a team that is willing to do yeah, that.
2: I actually, I guess I uh, not, not much of a spoiler to people, but the tallies are done. Uh, it's, uh, I actually yesterday got done reviewing the math of someone like we carved it up into chunks. So I worked on the 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 game award results, the public and judges, and then the labor was carved up. Someone else uh, took lead on the Hall of Fame. Uh, two other people were working on the excellence awards because those were write ins. Uh, so that process had to be, you know, you had to tally them up and figure out different spellings and stuff and all of that. And uh, and those were all merged together. And then we, you know, we check each other's work is the idea. So Mm -hmm. because we have multiple people have access to the raw results, raw results get uploaded to the whole team, whole team uh, carves up what they want to work on. And then they can go back and look and review and make sure no one else screwed up uh, because, you know, math can be hard. Numbers may not lie, but math can be a little tricky. And this, of course, was the first time where we had to make sure we added in, a you know, the the public, but it was a 10% factor. So you had to figure out, you know, make sure you oh, multiply yeah. your judges by nine and all this sort of stuff. I feel and, so I know how competitive people feel but, now. Nobody but wants I, to hear about awards pinball. no. No. <laughs> it's just, just like it's a it's like every year when we get to it I'm just like afterwards I'm like gosh this was a lot yeah, time a lot makes of you start work. to forget just how much work it was but it really was a lot let's hope
0: this year is just a really awesome party so selfishly yes. regardless we're just happy we had a blast and we rewarded people and yeah we did our part yeah our small little part there's all kinds of awards going on in pinball each and every year mm-hmm. yeah and what do they say flattery is the Best. What, what Imitation
2: that? is the most sincere Imitation form of flattery. Imitation
0: is the best. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. So mark your calendars. January 28th, people. Damn it. Do it now. And if you uh, would love, just to love, we should do like a, uh, a video thing for Batman 66 SLA to get that. If you want a VIP ticket, if you want to be invited, you want to come down here to Southern Indiana and just party your ass off and have fun with some of the people that uh, create pinball, whether it's in media or actually coding or, or i don't know who the hell's coming to this thing email us at the pinball network at gmail.com and give us a pitch as to why you're crazy enough to come hang out with us just a word of wise fuck don't be too crazy <laughs> you risky enough for people to come over just, just come on keep the keep the nuttiness at the door y'all Listener, last week you came for the meat, you came for the potatoes, you came for the ice cream sundae. The other podcasts may give you a secondhand high, but this pinball segment crushes it up and takes it right up the nose with Pinball Market Trends. Wow! Wow. Trending out this week is Stern Pinball's Guardians of the Galaxy, recently discontinued and thinning out virtually from every dealer's inventory. Now's the time that you're gonna start seeing a title such as this that becomes harder and harder to get your hands on. LEs were always tough. Premiums too. Secondary prices on those games, you're not gonna get a premium under $10,000. Bubbly-bo-what? And if you're good with the Pro, jump on that right now because the price of Guardians of the Galaxy Pro, while right now at MSRP, even on the secondary market, they're gonna keep going up. Got another Jurassic Park, Godzilla. Metallica, Stranger Thing. I'm telling you people, the theme is still hot. Final movie coming out, tried and true John Borg layout, beautiful artwork by Christopher Franchi, a Cleveland code that fixes so much, a topper that people are spending over $3,000 on, get your hands on the Guardians of the Galaxy Pro, or pay a 1000 or 2 more in six months. See if I care. Also training up this week is trade-ins. Another podcaster say recently, almost like it was like a uh, a conspiracy theory. What you're gonna see is dealers. Wait for it. They're gonna sell used games. <gasps> dealers always sell used games. Nothing odd about that. I think what people are referencing is more people are actually trading in games lately than than they have in the past. That's true. And as a dealer, I'm open to taking in trade ins, and sometimes selfishly. I took in a I took in recently a fun house and just kinda of selfishly wanted to play it. <laughs> just wanted to yeah, yeah, I wanna get my fix. And sometimes it's helping customers too, lateral trade. On a, but trade ins, you guys have been trading in a lot of games to dealers lately. I see it. I feel it. There's nothing wrong with that. We can move around used games just like we can new ones. And every used game started new somewhere. And although ha- there has been a softening of the market, trade ins have been doing fairly well value wise. Hell, we got a Tales of the Arabian Nights. I went to look at comps to, to sell that thing. Whoa, you guys are paying a lot of money for toting You don't even care the conditions. I had a nice one. I'm like, okay, I'll probably get this for it. And I went and looked at comps. I was like, whoa, never mind. I'm going to get more than that. All's trending up this week. Apparently, Toppers guys really like focusing on this James Bond 007 exclusive topper, limited to 1,000 or is it? So if you focus on it, uh, numbers don't lie, it's a trend. I got to report it. And besides, if many of you did not catch the holiday little quick reel video by Stern Pimble. I think it was on Facebook. They went through um, the holiday, you know, throughout the factory real quick. And if you looked for a, s- a slight second probably missed it but on one of the wiring diagrams it said rush topper the workers were working on the wiring diagram of rush topper so it's coming people it's got to be coming quick if they already have it up on the wiring platform boom it's coming tick tock tick tock tick tock that's your clue it's coming and hell let's go all in trending up this week is accessories pinball accessories and in general stern pinball these people know how to do it when it comes to accessories between toppers and armor that's hard to get, shooter rods, hell, even shaker motors. I don't know if you guys are just holding out, but what's a a guy got to do to get some shaker motors in stock? Everybody's shitting on FOMO over here. Man, this accessories business is gonna keep FOMO alive. It's all about the ELS, baby. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Stern Expression Lighting System. Why have you forsaken us on our Rush pinball machines? Are only the LE owners worthy of your bona fide hit lighting system that's integrated so well into each song and component of your Russian Led Zeppelin games? Many people think a Led Zeppelin without expression lighting system is a deal breaker. That's how important accessories are. Now look, don't get me started on the inability to build and ship these things during pinball production and accessories department. You're not training up, but just the development and ideas sales of these always trending up in my books exclusive or not let's put this phoenix out a little bit though this week on pinball market trends by trending down a collectible pinball machine called the big lebowski oh uh, all of you pinball lovers out there and, and dudes out there collectors out there that love the big lebowski i do too a little controversy lately though is some of the merco play on these big lebowskis have been uh-oh Rippling, rippling, chipping. No! Is it overblown? I don't know. Is it affecting the secondary market and the primary market sales-wise on the Big Lebowski? Yeah, betcha! Numbers don't lie. I'm just here to report the facts. Over the last couple of weeks, if people have been talking about potential playfield issues of these games. Now you're getting questions whenever you're going to resell one of these things. Well, when was it made? Can you send me pictures? Does it have the washer fixes? Where... What it? Oh no. And don't tell me I'm out of my element. Go to the forums and see for yourself. News like this affects the marketplace. Also trending down this week is the new agenda of Oh, <laughs> uh, fuckers think they're so clever. Instead of buy bye bye. It's why why why. No, no, it's not that. That's so last week. This week instead of buy bye bye, it's cry cry cry. Instead of buy now, it's cry now you see what i did there i'm telling you right now i mean it when i say it, whiny podcasters they don't want you to hear this sometimes we need to stop ourselves and just question do we want to enjoy pinball or do we want to cry 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 listen y'all making claims that are simply just not factual just for the sake of controversy and doing so during a full-blown emotional meltdown <laughs> all while knowing that your negativity is breeding toxicity in the name of what you call truth? <laughs> Whatever happened to actual truth? For some people, truth is nothing more than just guessing really loudly and obnoxiously, and then waiting for people to defend their character that you are attempting to compromise by actually reporting fact from fiction to look out for themselves, to protect the, their livelihoods. I gotta tell you, being right 10% of the time is nothing to be proud of. The next JJP game is coming on February 20. Oh, God. Why don't everybody write that one down? They don't want you to hear this. They want you to play a game before purchasing a pinball machine. <laughs> well, no shit. Who's arguing that? Only a focused narrative is. They're all conspiracies. It's all connected. Mind manipulation. Or maybe, just maybe, it's all bullshit. Maybe some of these assholes are winking at people like us that see through it and making you that feed into it look like idiots. And along these lines, trending down is lazy pinball media. Oh, guys, guys, guys. It's the Canadas of the world. It's the Kerry Hardys of the world. I just feel like a lot of the content coming is lazy. Be better as pinball media. I know you want those clicks. But why does it have to come with lack of original thoughts? No balance whatsoever on what you actually believe. Analysis, for God's sake. How about some analysis? No, no. It just It's only negativity. It's only drama. Got to get those clicks. How can I be negative? How can I infuse so much drama to spoon feed these people that need this toxicity the most? How about meaningful content with actual thought and real takes? Hell yes. Huh. Fucking novel, isn't it? Some of you may want to shit on me, but look at the episode today. Look at the episode a couple weeks ago and every episode in between. You're gonna hear the good from me, you're gonna hear the bad from me, but I'm gonna keep it real and I'm not going to be just on one side or the other because nothing in life is like that. And if it is, then people are just taking advantage of you. Whether it's for the pissy little Patreon dollars that makes them feel better or whether it's for the clicks. They're feeding you what you want to hear rather than what they really believe. To those pinball media who are creating lazy content, stop being the puppet. Stop being the mouthpiece to which you think that the public wants. It's cheap, it's lazy, and it's not fooling a lot of us. Quick reaction Everything is shit. Everything's a conspiracy. Everything's too expensive. They're trying to screw you. Don't buy anything. This is just the man trying to bring you down. Oh, f- for fuck's sake. And I'll give people like Kerry Hardy some credit for when he does, you know, some spoof videos or he adds some editing to his stuff. I get that. But for the other things that he or other pinball providers do that is just a quick reactionary thing to get these clicks, you're better than that, people. Put in the effort. That's how you gain respect. So the next time you watch a video that is 100% one way or the other, roll your eyes and find a better media creator. And all along those lines, I got to trend this down. This is a first for me. This is a first. And I think indirectly it comes from a lot of this pitchfork anger reactivity, somebody feeding anger for you, right? Everything's too expensive. So they they create this army to do dirty work for them. The first time this has ever happened since I've been in business in pinball, I actually received uh, with this release of Bond 60th anniversary, I received people taking time out of their days to call me and troll me or message me as a troll in my business for orders on this bond 60th. First time it's ever happened. And I was naive to think it wouldn't happen by now, I guess. Legit people contacting me, asking me if I have any spots left for 60th anniversary. And then if I said, yeah, we've we've got a spot left. And then they respond with, oh, I thought you said they were going to sell these out. Oh, $20,000. Wow. This thing looks like it's only worth 10. Oh, Oh, you really not have anything better to do I'd somebody contact me and order one. They ordered a pinball machine as a trolling effort. I shit you not cracked me up. Ordering it sending him the invoice the next day they sent something back. Oh guess I won't be buying this. You thought I was going to buy it. Huh? Oh that's a riot. Hilarious man. we Richard Pryor over here. People if that's you get a life and if you don't think some of this toxicity is bred. Then open your eyes, open your ears, and be decent. Be decent human beings. Be decent pinheads. I never thought it would come to the point of people artificially lying to me to rub in lack of a sale or to hold a limited edition product, to hold a spot of a, of a limited product in order to harm me the next... What? What are we doing, people? Don't affect people's livelihoods. Oh, okay. And as always, people, Straight to the vein, rushes up your spine, and you feel it tingling behind your nose. I'm not here to provide you the rush that you get. I'm not here to be your market pusher. I am simply here, as always, reporting the facts because numbers don't lie, neither do I on Pinball Market Trends. All right, Dennis, can you say bye to people? Tell them where they can chat with you or reach out to you or give you money for Patreon?
2: Yeah, they can always uh, contact me, eclectic gamers Podcast at gmail.com, and the Patreon is patreon.com slash eclectic underscore gamers. Yeah,
0: that's really nice. Come on, people. Open up those piggy banks. For all of you who are not buying a 60th anniversary bond, th- that's sad enough. Lend a hand. Lend a buck. Lend a $5. Lend a tenner every month to the Eclectic Gamers podcast. Maybe in the future, the pinball show, I don't. You can find me at the pinball network at gmail.com. Watch our videos over a street down the middle. That's fun, too. And uh, buy something from Flipping Out Pinball. Buy, buy, buy! Bye bye bye. That'd be greatly appreciated. Product showcase this week is um, kind of an announcement. Dennis, I don't know if I've told you this, but we are now authorized dealers for a company called Retro Arcade. Mm. No, a, I didn't know about that. Yeah, Retro Arcade is a company that just came out, and they have the licensed rights to remake here in the future ice cold beer arcade you know ice cold beer yes flavors. yes yeah. i do know that with the with the with the rod and the ball and the, the holes and tr- everybody loves that physical game and pre-orders are available now at flippingoutpinball.com i think they're looking we put an order in i think they're looking to start producing the first batch in the springtime here february through april so get yours ordered now I think the total price on one of those, I think is like five grand or something. So it's uh, not as much as a overpriced $20,000 pinball machine. So ice cold beer remake. Damn it. That's awesome. Can't wait to put one. of If you've got a big pinball collection, eh, you know, entertain some people with an ice cold beer, both the liquid version and the mechanical version. We also have alien. I think I have, I have more alien LVs coming in. I think we have one in stock. We do have a couple SVs. We just got back in stock. Aliens are selling well. Nicely done, Pinball Brothers. James Bond 007 Pro and Premium. Still taking pre-orders on those, I believe. We might have spots for the next Pro run. I think that's happening here this month. Taking orders also for Elwin's 60th anniversary. You mean they didn't sell out? What a failure. No, they didn't sell. The, well, they sold out, and then they didn't sell out. And then they sold. And I've got three left, I believe. Three. So get it. Jurassic Park home editions, they're ready to go. Star Wars home edition, from the most expensive to the most affordable. We've got everything at Flipping Out Pinball. Oktoberfest Deluxe in stock. Toy Stories, Ellie, and CE in stock. Find a prettier game than that. Halloween Ultraman, new inbox in stock. I still have a couple spots for Scooby Doo. Ruby Woo? That's right. A lot of pre owned games.
2: Didn't you see all the pre owned games I've been getting in? I mean, I see them in this list.
0: Yep. Yeah. Don't even follow us on Facebook. Sign up. I do. I just don't we had look at it all the nice. pictures. I'm magic, busy. I got to read other stuff. Police force? What about police force? What do you know about police force? Furry cops. That's right. <laughs> Exploit that center ramp.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just wait till ball three.
0: No Fireball EM? You have to admit, that's a damn cool game. What other EM has like multi ball, spinning disc, kickback, physical ball locks? Come on. Cool game. We got that in stock. Funhouse? Fully restored funhouse? Don't pop up too often. I got the juicy. I got the goods over here at Flipping Out Pinball. You got to follow, like, and subscribe to Facebook though, if you want all these, all these wonderful, wonderful hot pinball titles like The Hobbit. I got it. Turtles Pro Premium. We got Mandalorian Pro Premium. We got Rush Pro. We've got Star Wars Pro Premium. We got Led Zeppelin. If you want a pinball machine, come to us today. Accessories, everything, except for Stern Shakers. I'm still waiting for that. I want to give a special shout out uh, and thoughts, prayers to the Cincinnati group. I love everyone over at Cincinnati. You guys have a nice close-knit community over there, and you guys lost somebody really important to you uh, a week or two ago. His name is Mark Combs, and I knew Mark. uh, Awesome. He battled battled a long time uh, with cancer and stuff, and peace come to it recently. And Mark was awesome. I just want to give a a shout-out because he was the one dentist – He's the one guy that was so freaking nice. I'll never forget this. When I was at my first Cincinnati show, the first year of our distribution, I got into a situation where I was setting up all the machines and played great all weekend. And then something broke right before the customer was getting ready to take home their show game. And they were like, dude, this is broken. I'm like, it is crap. What do I do now? And Mark stepped in and was like, no, like, Let's go to my truck. I've got all kinds of parts there. Not only that, like helped install it out of nowhere. Didn't even know me. He just wanted to do that out of the kindness of his heart and a representation for that wonderful group over in the Cincinnati area. Uh, you're going to be missed just so much by so many people who loved and adored you, Mark. Um, I'll be thinking about you. Thoughts and prayers go out uh, to that group and to the family of Mark. TPN last week, pinball party podcast. Episode 15 and 15.5? What the hell's going on, Jason? Triple Drain Pinball Podcast, episode 29. That was a good one. Final round pinball podcast, episode 65. uh, Titled Eligible. Ooh, ouch. Like a Phoenix, Dennis. (laughs) Yeah. Running through the dirt. Off the record pinball podcast. Showcasing a new pinball podcast called Pinball Innovators and Makers Podcast. Dan Rosenstein. He's an engineer. He's a robotics person. He's going to be talking about uh, custom pinball. He's going to be interviewing people that do the mechs and engineering and the coding and everything. There is all the mechs and all the magic that comes into pinball. What a great idea. Silver Ball Chronicles, episode 28. Ooh, that one's new and fresh. Pinball is dying, part three, Valley Midway. What a crucial podcast. I love that. TPN this week, a lot. So stay tuned. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Manning.
2: And always remember, folks. You don't need to turn to the mod community to deal with that artwork on James Bond 007 60th anniversary. Okay, you can brown bag that. Just, just get some butcher paper, a little bit masking tape. Oh, not butcher paper! Butcher paper. Just go. We're just going. What? I, I follow the when it comes to bad art, Zach. I follow the UPS philosophy. What can Brown do for you?
0: And always practice safe pinball, and instead of feeling bad about enjoying pinball, it's always better to buy now than to cry now. Wah, fucking cry. Wh don't be don't be like Flippy. Boy Flippy cries when I push his ass over. Hey, that's not very cool. <laughs> don't go to TBF. Everything's here. <laughs> Illinois. Except for restaurants. <laughs> Got to drive to get the damn. <laughs> I have, you have to drive everywhere
2: when it comes to that <laughs> stuff.
0: Cold <Called> over <laughs> Dick. It's not the end of the world.
2: <laughs> well, you want pizza or pizza? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Flippy approved. Oh my gosh! Ah, hey ya. I am. I am feeling good. Here we go. I was dead. Now, now, now I'm back. Now you're alive inside. Yes. I Was dead inside. Where's my cigarette set? I want one so bad, Dennis.
2: So bad. No, you're giving it up. You're giving it up. It's the worst. Still the worst. Still hasn't gotten any better. You just have to p- take up food like all the others do.
0: I know. I need to plump up now.
2: Still, nom, 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 still not the
0: same. No. So, my wife scheduled our spring break vacation, and it falls right after TPF. So, the Sunday of TPF, that Monday, is then the full week of the kids. Ah. So, so, she's thinking about not going to TPF. And I'm still... I think I'm going, but I, eh, I'm back and forth on it. Uh, but yeah, she scheduled it, and I gotta say, maybe the worst idea ever. I do not want to go on this type of vacation if you could have said what's the what's the one thing you would rather sit at a DMV instead of doing, that's what she's scheduled. Right now, if she's hearing it, she's freaking out. But mm. oh my Is God. it a cruise? It's a fucking cruise and you knew it yes. because you
2: dread it too. I actually uh, I I've never liked the notion of cruises. Oh. I think they sound incredibly boring. Yes. And I've been on a cruise and for some
0: reason I loved it for days three through six, but yeah, she scheduled a Disney cruise. Oh, so not only are we going on a cruise, but we have to overpay for said cruise. Mm. I am dreading it. I feel bad too. It's like such a dick thing to say. It's like you privileged bastard. Like you can go on a Disney cruise. You're crying about it. It's for your kids anyway. Number one. And number two, like your wife schedules everything and you still find a way to bitch about it. Not that this is what she told me, but I felt bad because I'm transparent with her. And I was like, Oh, maybe the worst. I, I can't think of something I would hate more. I don't want to be constricted. I don't want to be stuck in a boat. I'm afraid it's <clears> going to sink. Like, I don't want to go to other countries. <clears throat> I don't want to do it. Oh, we just did that. I felt restricted there, too. Don't want to, We didn't even
2: talk about my vacation to Bootha No, oh. we don't want to talk about your vacation. Ah. All we know is you finally got the passports right.
0: Food's never good on these crew. Just come on. Why can't we just go to Universal Studios like everybody else? You're a wizard, Zaki. <laughs> mm-hmm. God help me. <laughs> I wonder if Flippy has a flipper. <laughs> a, little, a little two-inch <laughs> lightning flipper. Uh, his,
2: his end of strokes. A-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys are dicks.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: Can't stop the spirits when they need you. This
1: life is more than just a read-through.